traditions in the great outdoors. Welcome to Ozark Traditions TV Podcast, a place where outdoor topics are discussed. Now sit back as today's host brings you the outdoors inside. Ozark Traditions in the great outdoors. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ozark Traditions TV Podcast. I'm TJ. I'm here with Justin and Matt and Matt, even though he's silent. But today, we've got somebody on here who has done something that's near and dear to me in Matt's heart. He caught the new state record paddlefish. Uh, Jim Dane's here on with on the horn with us. And uh, Jim, how are you doing, man? I'm doing incredibly well. And you? Oh, we're still grinding away. We haven't caught no 100-pounders yet. But No, no new Missouri state record fish. <laughs> right. No, not today, anyways. <laughs> So Not today. You're right. So anybody listening here in Missouri, we uh have a paddlefish season that runs March fifteenth through April thirtieth. And uh, you know, these things are if anybody doesn't know what a paddlefish is, or a lot of people call them spoonbill. They're a they're dinosaurs. Dinosaur. I mean, they're a hundred years old, million year old fish. Uh they can get up to a hundred years old. Obviously they can get well over a hundred pounds because we're fixing to talk about one. But they're just an incredible fish. Uh just to see them, just to see one. If you've never done this, guys, it's it, we've took a lot of people that's done it for the first time, and they're always amazed. And when you pick, I mean, you catch one of these fish, a keeper size fish. Me and Matt have they got to be thirty four inches from their eye to the fork of the tail. We assume a thirty about a thirty to thirty five pound fish is a keeper fish, guys. If they're not no bigger than that, you have to throw them back, and that's a thirty pound fish. So you got to throw twenty five pound fish back. So it's incredible on just how big these things get. Uh, I'm just going to give you guys a little rundown about them before we talk to Jim here because I am very anxious to hear his story on how this went because like I, we were talking just before we started this, me and Matt have caught hundreds of these things and never broke the 100-pound mark. Gotten close, just never quite got over it. And Jim caught one that was just a hair over it. So uh, we'll talk to him about it. So Jim... First of all, what kind of got you into uh, snagging? I mean, somebody down here you know? Do you guys have a house down here? Just come down here every year? I mean, what what got you into it? Well, my father-in-law, he uh, raises cattle. He's got a little cow-calf operation, and, and he feeds them out. So he's a pretty busy guy. And once a year, uh, he and some of his buddies from Vandalia, Missouri, uh, go down there, have gone down there for years. And they're always talking about it. Uh, my son uh, just turned 12 on the 4th of July last year. And he figured that, uh, so Kevin, my father and I figured that Jimmy's old enough to go. So now we get invited. And uh, so we've gone down, I, Jimmy and I have gone down uh, for two years now, uh, along with my brother-in-law, Tyler, and his son, Liam, and uh, the guy who owns the boat's kind of a cousin, so it's it's uh, of Kevin's. It's sort of a family family deal, and uh, uh, so I just you know I'd always wanted to go, but uh, you know I I run a church camp and I preach in a church and I help him on his farm and you know I don't get a lot of time to go do the things that uh, are fun at this stage in my life. So this was the uh, uh, that's kind of why I went. You know, just be with them. Uh, I love the idea of the paddlefish, and, and actually, I, I love the way they taste. They're just about my favorite fish to eat. Us too, right? And we do. We got the, We feel the same way about them, right there. Yeah, good stuff. But one thing that kind of turns me off is I get a, get some bones in a in a fish, and you get it that kind of caught, you know, and and you don't have to worry about that with something with a cartilaginous, I guess, is the word. <laughs> yeah, skeleton, right? right. But, mm-hmm. Sounded good to me. I mean, right, yeah. I'll, I'll buy it. So anybody listening, if you're, if you're wondering what we're talking about, paddlefish don't have bones. They're like a shark. It's all Correct. cartilage. Uh, They're a lot like a shark. They are really kind of like a fresh. They don't look like a I shark. I mean, minus the teeth and stuff, but other than that... Yeah, they're, they're a really interesting fish, and they've got a big bill out the front of their face, which a lot of people, there's been rumors that they use that to stir up the mud to eat. That's all not true. It's a sonar. And if it, that's how they look, they find their way through the water. Their eyes are little bitty guys. These fish are hundred pounds. Their eyes are the size of a bean. Right. 
like know, a snow pea. Yeah, they don't see their way through the water. They feel their way through the water. And they, if they want to see what one looks like, they can head over those are tradition TV pages. We got several posted over there. Well, yeah, there's even one. See that. There's even one of Justin Hampton holding one up, I believe. That's right, and we're gonna have a video coming on the web series of uh, our trip that we took just last weekend. But, anyways, we need to get back to the meat and potatoes because Jim is on here because he caught the new state record Missouri for Missouri Missouri state record paddlefish, and it was 140 pounds and 12 ounces, right? But ten ounces. Ten. Yep. Ten ounces. So the last yep. record was 140 and nine, nine ounces. ounces. Which, which, Jim, yeah. I, I personally like to thank you because we had the state record here at Lake of the Ozarks. Yep. Some guy down at Table Rock thought they had bigger fish, caught one. So and, now it's back now, at Lake of the Ozarks. Jim's got it back that's at right. Lake of the Ozarks. So Where it should be. We're proud of that, you know. Well, that's funny because uh, Corporal Brown, the, the guy who came to do the, uh, to, to witness the weigh-in, uh, he said the same thing. He said, I'm just glad that, uh, that the records back here at the back here at Lake of the Ozarks. Absolutely. Well, we've got a, a lot of really big fish on Lake of the Ozarks. Like, I know me and Matt have caught multiple 75, 80 pound fish out of Lake of the Ozarks. And, you know, we just haven't quite got to that 100 pound mark. But, uh, you know, our average fish, which me and Matt live up here on the Niangua arm, the big Niangua arm up around here is around 50, 55 pounds. I mean, we can catch them pretty regularly that big. And uh, I, we fished up in the Osage River quite a bit, and you'll catch a lot mm-hmm. of fish up there. But to find them real big ones, it's kind of tough. Now, they catch big ones up there. Don't get me wrong. Cody does. Right. Cody Van Etten, he'll catch a big one up there. <laughs> but it seems like a lot of the real big, we call them sow pigs, kind of live in that big water. In, in the that, main lake. In the main lake. So... Jim, I, I, now I'm not asking for a mile marker. I'm not asking for a land point. I just, what arm of Lake of the Ozarks did you catch your fish in? So we were uh, uh, kind of near Camdenton and Lori. Yeah. Sort of in that area. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Now I saw, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. Now I saw a scale. Was it at the butcher shop with Chris? It was at the butcher shop. Yeah. And it said 141 pounds right. by my eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. So, so, was, so was, was Chris's scale not certified then or something? Right. His, uh, Chris's scale wasn't certified. And actually, when we first put it up there, it was 143. Um, but, you know, you get them out of the water and they start dehydrating. Right. So, uh, so it was really 143. That's what we're going that's with. That's what I'm saying. That, that's yeah. going to be sure changing. Every time well, because we figure if we do that, then nobody's going to beat it. Right. Unless me and Matt. Found well, one, I mean, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe tomorrow or the next day we'll get yeah, one. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. It's not looking good. We've caught how many of them now? Oh, lots. But So, uh, so Jim, how was the fight? Yeah, well, it was amazing. Honestly, uh, so the day before I'd caught like a 46 pounder. That was the big one. And, uh, that was great too. You know, you just get excited when you hook into these and, you, and you, I guess you never really know exactly how big they are, but, uh, I literally at one point thought I was pulling a tree off the ground. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I said that same thing. I was like, I'm not sure this is a fish, you know, but, uh, then it, it hit the end of that line and, uh, you know, I'm like, Oh, no, no, it's there. So, <laughs> You know, I couldn't tell you how many times we've taken people and they'll hook a fish and they'll swear to God, I'm hung up on the bottom. Or it's just a log. It's just a log. Guys, these things, it just depends. Well, it's just like, keep cranking because the log's coming to you. Right. Uh, If you tail hook a 35-pound spoonbill, if you've never caught one before, you'll swear to God it's a 100-pound blue marlin because they can be just as wild as anything in the world. And then if you side hook an 80-pound fish, it'll just drag in sometimes, just dead weight. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, well, you don't never know what you got until it pops up right there by the boat. And that's yeah. what I love about it because people are reeling in. They're like, oh, I think it's a big one. We had a guy the other day, and he was just fighting this thing. like It was just, Brad. Yeah. We, we can say it. Brad, Brad Witt. He was fighting this thing like it was the net 142 I, pounds. I believe, I believe it was not one but two. Oh, boys. Yeah, and he got this thing up here, guys, and the entire fish from the end of its bill to its tail was probably two and a half foot long. 
I mean, it was oh, well. a little bitty thing. <laughs> and I was like, now, wait a minute. And he's like, I can't believe it's that big. I can't. I was like, man, I don't. And then, you know, he caught a nice fish. And he's like, well, I think it's another little one. Well, we get it up there, and it's probably a 40, mid-40s. Yeah, good fish. You know, so, so Jim, uh, do you guys, was you guys doing it the old-fashioned way, jerking rods, or you caught up with the, the fad of trolling and pulling the divers and stuff? Yeah, we were using the bitchy divers, you know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of uh, the new thing. Yeah, that's the new. Well, first of all, when you get off the water, you can get up and go to work the next day and still be able to pick your arms up. Right. That's right. Because, yeah. guys, I, I mean, me and Matt obviously are doing the trolling thing too, but we grew up doing this. And back in the, just five, six years ago, the whole trolling thing really hadn't took off. We were still jerking the pole. We called them broomsticks. I mean, you just went out there and you, you drug the bottom all day and jerking and we'd catch five, six fish a year. And we was like, man, we had a heck of a year this year. And now like if, if me and Matt don't go out and catch our limits with our people that we take, we're just like, it's just like this year has been a struggle. And I think we're up to almost 40 fish and we've been struggling hard this year to catch them. And it, it, but the whole trolling for the fish and all that is really it's it's come on pretty hard, and a lot of people are being real successful with it, which is good. But uh, me and Matt also have discussed maybe that, and maybe you'll have a take on this, Jim. I don't know how big you are into the snagging, but maybe they need to do a little bit of a regulation regulation change. changes because the people are catching the fish at such a high rate now that maybe they need to change something up because it's no big deal for people to go out and catch their limit in Spoonbill anymore. And used right. to, you know people didn't do that you know it was just uh you go out there and you caught one and you were happy so right but uh yeah so, that one's kind of a that's kind of a tough one because you don't want to not be able to get your limit but then you, you want them to be there right and so I, i'm really grateful to the, you know, the the programs that they've got to get these into the lakes and i understand that uh the next couple of years there's going to be some uh some of these that were put in you know, uh, 2000 or, or, you know, a little bit earlier than that are going to be, uh, pretty good size. Yeah. Yeah. They should uh, be getting to that 20, you know, they're going to be a 20 year old fish. They should be to that hundred pound or close to it area. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, but, but they, no, oh, no, go ahead. It, it, I, I, I just, we and Matt, we've, and we love seeing the people out there doing it. I'm not trying to it's awesome that people are doing it. I just think that maybe they need to, and we've also talked about maybe they just need to increase the stocking rates on the fish. Cause okay. Another thing guys, if you're listening and these fish don't actually, they can't naturally spawn successfully in Lake of the Ozarks because they've got, it's dammed off at both ends and they can't get up or Truman Lake. Yeah. They can't get up to where they used to be able see before bag or before Truman and Bagnell dam, the Osage river, was the largest population of paddlefish in the world. Mm -hmm. And then they put the Bagnell Dam in and Truman Dam, and it shut off their spawning grounds. So now they can't get up there to spawn. So it was a law set 100 years ago that they have to, you know, stock these fish in the lake to keep the populations up, which they've done a great job with it. I mean, we've got a lot of paddlefish in Lake of the Ozarks, a lot of paddlefish in Truman. But now... Guys are, I mean, we're catching them now. I mean, it's, and it's a lot of fun, but, and I think that they're going to have to maybe look into doing something a little different. I've heard guys say outlaw the divers. That doesn't need to happen. None of that. A method I don't feel like could, should be outlawed. Right. It's just as technology changes and evolves, your regulations have and, to and your stocking rates well, and things are going to have you to know, change. And we're kind of taking a left turn on this. We'll get back to that big fish you caught here in just a second, but <laughs> no, that's all right. it's kind of like, the, the live scope with the crappie, if that's the case, because people are catching crappie a lot more than they used to also, you know, so if you're going to, you're going to not allow a method, you wouldn't, shouldn't be able to do that either. And I don't think the method needs to change. I think it's just the way they go about the fish. But like I said, we're taking the left. We need to go back, right? Cause I want to hear more about this big old fish. So you, uh, you said you really like to eat spoonbill. How do you, what's your favorite way of cooking them? Well, so, I mean, fried, you can't, you can't go wrong with fried, I guess, but uh, what I like to do is put them on a grill, you know, maybe marinate them a little bit. Uh, we made uh, some paddlefish tacos the other night, uh, like a 
it was sort of a recipe we just got off the internet, smoke paddle fish tacos. Uh, you know, the thing is, you can do so many things with it, but I, I just like them right on my Weber, Weber kettle. Yeah. yeah. I smoked some, I believe it was Sunday. Yeah, we had smoked paddlefish tacos. That was so weird yeah. that he yeah. brought that up. Yes, we had the exact same thing. And they're, <laughs> guys, a lot of, you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, them nasty things, these nasty, you know. If they're eating them and they think they're nasty, they probably, because you got to clean these things right. Mm-hmm. If you do not get all the fats and the the blubbers, what we call it, it's a yeah. lot of fat and stuff on these fish, on the on the fillets. If you don't get all that off, they're very, very fishy, and they're an oily fish. So you need to soak them a little bit. Uh, just make sure you clean them up real good. I, I'm, I know there's a million YouTube videos out there, and maybe we need to make one, you know, kind of help people on cleaning them because that's the most important part as far as getting a fish that's going to take the, the best and it, it and people lose their minds when i clean fish for them because they're expecting this big old giant slab of fish and when you get them all cleaned up and get all that out it's still a big piece of meat but it's not what they thought and it's like well you got to remember these fish are mostly head and belly you know when you actually cut into one to clean it it's it's not as much there as you think there is I, i'll just put it that way but well, some people, some people stake them up too. You know, I think oh, yeah. that we used to do that. Up. I used to do that. I used to cut the back head off, cut the backbone, pop it out and cut them in steaks. And there was nothing wrong with that. It worked out fine, but we've got to the, just filleting them off thing now. And it, it goes a lot faster. The, the big fillets work really good on the smoker. You know, uh, I know Matt, whenever he smokes his paddle fish, he puts the whole fillet on there. We don't cut it in like little chunks or nothing. We just smoke the whole thing. And, but, uh, there's like, like Jim said, there's a hundred ways to do it. And none of them are bad in my opinion. I mean, they're all, they're a good eating fish. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Just the, 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 the density of the flesh too. It, it, you know, you, it's, it's just kind of a fun thing to cook with. Yeah, and they're and they're and like I anybody listening that hasn't done this and you're thinking about doing it, if you have questions or want to try to find somebody to take you, get on our go on Ozark Traditions TV Facebook and message us. Me and Matt will steer you the right direction. Either we'll we could take you, or we know a hundred people that can take you, and or teach you how to, or not even take you if you're just if you've got your own boat and all that. We don't care. Right, we can give you some tips and stuff to help people because which we've got some. I'm pretty sure we've got a paddlefish show floating around on the YouTube's. We yeah, we've already got one on there. We're gonna have a new one though. It's coming up. We had to get Justin Hampton in there. He was whining and crying because he he wasn't none of part of none of the fishing stuff. So. We finally talked him into coming. I, I down never here. get invited to these things, Jim. <laughs> we yeah. <laughs> we finally we finally talked him into coming down here and going fishing with us. So we filmed the show last. Now week. he's hooked for life. Yeah, now he's ready to come back. <laughs> it it, yeah. it it's very addicting. I mean, you you ever catch one? Now I can't imagine catching a hundred and forty pound fish. Yeah. So I mean, so Jim, I got a question. How long did it take you to land it? Well, so I told people when I first got it. And, and people ask me, I said, oh, man, it's probably half an hour. My son's like, no, 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 it wasn't that long. So we've sort of uh, settled on 20 minutes. But uh, you just kind of get into a different part of your mind, you know, when, yeah. when you're doing that. And time sort of goes away. Yeah, and, yeah. But it was a while. And, right. Yeah, well, and if you were in any kind of really deep water. Right. You know, because we've caught, out. we've taken people and we've caught them in 80 foot of water. And I'm telling you right now, by the time they get them to the boat, these people are ready to. They've earned down, them. You know, they've earned them. Their arms are spaghetti noodles. And so now, down. did you guys film it with a cell phone or anything like that? Or we didn't. No, I, the only I, I filmed my uh, brother-in-law pulling one in, but that was the only film we did. That was it. That he was kind of a smaller one. So. Yeah. Well. It would have been cool. Yeah, it would have been a lot cooler if you guys did. Yeah. <laughs> they, really would I tell you what, uh, Jim, next time you catch a state record, why don't you go ahead and get your phone out and film that or have somebody film I'll it? I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Just, just remember. Just next time. Yeah. Next time you yeah. hook a state record, just get it on film. Or when you break this one, whatever, either way. It'd be yeah. awesome. I hope it just keeps getting – I hope they just keep getting – I mean, it's. I hope Jim gets to hang on to the record for a while. Right. 
but it, you know it wouldn't hurt my feelings if maybe I broke. Well, it as long as it as long as it stayed at like the Ozarks, right? That's Which I, I honestly think it will. I don't. Now I know there's some big fish down in like the James River and Table Rock and all that, but man, it just I've seen them. We've seen multiple hundred pound fish caught up in our neck of the woods. I know uh, a, another guy that fishes down here, Jack O'Quinn. Last week they caught one that was almost ninety. Uh, there was a couple guides last year that caught one in the mouth, and I think it was like a hundred and fifteen or something. I mean, it was big. I think wow. I think Anthony yeah. I think Anthony opening weekend caught two over a hundred. Yeah, I mean, so guys, there's always that chance of catching a hundred pound fish. I mean, any given day out there, they're there. Catching them is a different, you know. And we and we, uh, Jim, have you ever caught one that was tagged or uh, ended or anything like that? I have not. Uh, the boat, uh, so. The guy who owns the boat, Bob Moore, uh, they caught one a few years ago. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the story was around it. but uh, we, We've kind of been on a roll the last few years we've been catching them. We did, and it, uh, one of the coolest ones, which I have, I caught one this year, and I haven't got the information back on it yet, but Matt caught one was two years ago. Yeah, I believe it was. And uh, it was actually tagged in Truman Lake at Tally Bend, and we caught it on the big Niangua arm of Lake of the Ozarks. So it come really? through the dam. It come yeah, it come through Truman Dam and was all the way down there. And it did wow. it fairly quick because it was Well, and and kind of the amazing thing about that, so the Osage Arm is 90 plus miles. So this fish had to go 60 miles down the Osage. Mhm. And then 8 miles up the Big Niangua Arm where I caught it at about eight and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, this fish traveled almost 70 miles once it went through the dam. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, that was, that was quite the journey. Well, just to get through the dam is quite the journey, I imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. I don't want to ride through it anytime no, soon. I'm good. And then to make it all the way to there, I mean, there's a lot of guys that snag it. You know, Warsaw is considered probably the capital of Missouri for snagging paddlefish and, paddlefish and maybe even in the world. I mean... There's a lot of people that snag out of Warsaw, Missouri. I mean, it is a hot, hot spot. Yeah. And uh, and probably because it's so much, the river's so much narrower up there, the fish get concentrated more, you know, because like down here in our neck of the woods, it's big. I mean, there's some big water down here, and it can be tough. I mean, you can find the fish, but you run through them a couple times, and then they'll scatter out, and they can be anywhere. So, but that's it's kind of the challenge. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's fun to catch something a little bigger, something to pull on the line a little bit. Right. And you don't have to go. What I think something else about it is you don't have to have real fancy equipment. Now, when I say that, guys, I'm not saying go out there, look at somebody has a trolling rack, go nail you some boards together and stick your pole. I'm not going to say any names, but I have a friend who has uh, – Tried to just patch him up a, a snagging rack a couple times now, and he's lost poles on both trips with it. Yep. These things pull very hard when you first hook them. You're going to want something. Either you need to be hanging on to it, or you want a really a good rod holder. You don't want a plastic anything. If it's plastic, it's not going to work. Don't do it. Unless it's like you got some PVC pipe bolted onto something. You know, and I'm not trying to scare nobody away. I'm just telling you I hate to see people losing fishing poles and it's it's been happening lately because guys will just see a a boat that's got rod holders and they'll go out there and whittle something out of something you're better if you're going to do that just hold on to it right and uh because these things when you first hook them they can they can get wild plus if you hook something on the bottom now guys we usually me and matt personally we usually troll from three to four miles an hour for these things so when you do hook something you're already moving at a fairly good clip. And then the fish is, they're not going to just sit there. So they'll get pretty wild too. But, uh, so you guys, Jim, you said you guys was using the divers. We were, yeah. Yeah, we got a, actually, most of them are dipsy divers, but the one we got was, it's called a deep diver. We got it off of some other website. And, uh, you know, like you said, three to four miles an hour. And, yeah looking at where you are depth wise and you know you just kind of keep going around and around yep try to stay in the river channels or close to it now i understand not everybody's gonna have a 
the technology, the the sonar, the graphs, and all that to do that. But try to stay in the deepest part of the lake, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and if you can somehow muster up getting a, a fish finder with a map, now you can go to just about every Walmart nowadays for less than two hundred bucks and get one. Uh, I would highly recommend that. Now, if it's not in the cards for you, then like I said, try to have some kind of a depth finder and and try or, to stay or deep. just follow somebody around that's catching them. There's a lot of people that do that. I method. mean, just when in doubt, if they got fish hanging, follow them. That 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 method has come in pretty strong the past couple of years uh, for a lot of a lot of folks. Uh, we uh, we have learned that the really big live well in Matt's boat turns in pretty handy because when you, we used to hang fish off the side of the boat, you it, had a lot of friends. You got a lot of friends quick, and now, you know, we don't have fish hanging off the side of our boat. Matt's got a sixty gallon live well on the front of his boat. And, uh, or is it 80, 60, 60, and you can shove, we've had quite a few in it. I think we've had up to eight in it before, but it's all at once, but we try to keep our fish out of the water just for that kind of that reason. I mean, it's, I'm not trying to be that, that, you know, and it's just a little bit probably easier on the fish too. Right. Uh, we don't mind helping people out. Really don't. I've helped a ton of people. We was fishing last year, and there's these guys who, uh, you know, they went out and they bought them a dipsy diver, and they bought them a pole, and they bought all this stuff, and obviously did not know anything about any of it. And these guys were great guys, but they were in a bad way because they had their transducer from their depth finder on upside down on their boat. Yep. They couldn't get the thing to read any depth. They never did catch any fish. They had their hooks tied on just like you were trolling. The, like what a dip. Okay. So anybody wanting to know what a dipsy diver is, they're a planer board type thing that are actually made for trolling deep for crankbaits for like salmon, walleye, anything. They're made to actually put on your line and then tie another line behind them with your lure on it. Well, as patter, paddle fishermen have took that thing and made it to where we can catch because you can run these it's just things. a depth device for us right. so you tie your hooks and then your diver yep these poor old boys they had their dipsy diver tied and then a little piece of string and they had their hooks just kind of dangling back behind the dipsy diver yeah and like, uh, wow i don't think it's gonna work boys well they were backing in while we was pulling out and i looked over there and i saw i said matt just let's not leave yet i said i gotta go over there we gotta help these guys he's like okay what's wrong and i was like they're they're probably not catching any fish, you know. And uh, we went over there and we talked with them for a while and got them all straightened out. And I don't know if they ever caught any fish or not. I, hopefully they did. Hopefully they did. But uh, there's a million YouTube videos out there, guys. If anybody, like I said, anybody listening, if you have questions, get with us at Ozark Traditions TV. If you want to watch, there's a hundred videos out there now of how guys are doing this. But. Uh, just make sure you got hey, Jim? stuff pretty good. Yeah. What was your first initial thought when uh, your spoonbill surfaced? <laughs> I was just like, well, honestly, it was, how are we going to get this over the side of the boat? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah. Like, how, when you first seen it, did you think it was that big? I mean, I know you probably you know, knew it was big, but did you think it was that big? I did not think it was that big. Um, that was like, you know, I knew it was special fish, right? Right. Uh, but we get it, and it took all three of us to get it into the boat, but, uh, there's another boat sitting, oh, they're not 30 feet away from us. And, uh, it's, it was, it was a family, uh, some little kids on the boat. Uh, we'd actually watched them pull one out of the water, uh, earlier, well, the day before in the morning. And, uh, my, our kids were, you know, they, cheered them on and said good job and so they're it's the same family and they're just right near us and and the dad's like whoa that's the real one <laughs> just like uh yeah you know it, I, I knew it was something and we get it over the side and it is it, it stretches between the gunnels of this boat and uh it you know on it was just monstrous and I, I remember kind of sitting there with it and, uh, they said, uh, we, we're just about done. We'd said, you know, we're going to fish another hour and 
it's getting cold and the boys need to get out of this weather. And, uh, they turn around to me and they're like, so you want to fish some more? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was <laughs> sitting there and, uh, I, I mean, I, I, you, you know, when you do something, when you get something special and, uh, like maybe the first time you shot a buck or something, you get that kind of, uh, sad, shaky, happy, reflective mood, you know? And, and I'm just sitting here watching this thing kind of lift its tail, uh, up off the deck of the boat. And, and I, I'm just like, I, I know this is something, but it, it was bigger laying there than it looked in the water. And I was just like, God, I, you know, I just kind of said, you know, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, I can only, I mean, I would like, how to- long was it? 78 and, uh, half inch you no, know total it was a moose um, yeah and so see you know, that's what six foot six inches you know from all the way and then uh okay i rode all the da- all that down but it was like 50 54 or something for you know from the legal uh eye to the fork or something like right and 46 inches around more than 46 <laughs> inches around my and, goodness that's uh, a, see. Was, that's the thing about big paddlefish is they go down more than they get. You know, a, a paddlefish will get really long, but to get yeah. the big fish, it's gut guys. If you ever see them, they're just they they they're just belly. I mean, they just get huge. Now, now, yeah, uh, Jim, where did you have that thing hooked at? Uh, well, so they you know they got that gill flap, or they call it the orful uh-huh. whatever, and uh, so it's through there. And then just an inch or two behind the gill, one hook and not even all the way in. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I, I can yeah. actually see, I believe, in your picture at the butcher shop where it's hanging up on the Chris's scale where it was yeah. hooked right there behind the gill plate. Skin hooked it. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say you was lucky, was... but boy, howdy. <laughs> he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was all skill, man. It was all skill. He said that was just a Jesus take the wheel moment. And that's another thing, guys, if you're listening. And uh, if anybody ever wonders why we use a 14-aught hook, there's a reason for it. You, I mean, if that had been a little bitty hook, I imagine, Jim, you had a pretty decent-sized hook on. Yeah, we had uh, uh, 14-aught. We got them from like a grizzly, Yeah, you know, grizzly jig or something. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys snagging out there with smaller hooks, which they'll snag fish, no problem. Yeah, I mean, I see guys using like eight-aughts and stuff, but I would imagine if you had a single hook off of an eight-aught treble hook in that fish, it would probably just break the steel. Or bend it. Yeah. You know. I think so. Yeah. I've had a lot of people say, you guys are going overkill with that. And I was like, man, I'm telling you, these things can get, they can get crazy and they, they can get really big, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, we were just super impressed. We we tried some new line this year, and uh, it was a hundred and fifty pound test line, and it really performed well. I you know you think about hundred and forty pound fish exactly <laughs> four miles an hour. Yeah, and, yeah, that stuff was as uh, always that's braided uh, Power Pro stuff, and yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it it was uh, it, it was worth the money. Oh yeah. But, yeah. And that's another thing I would recommend. Well, yeah, it just, it just puts you in the Missouri State record book. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, yes, it did. Anybody else that's, you know, you guys, I would recommend using a braided line for paddlefish. Uh, I can't tell you how many fish that we've seen caught and caught that's had monofilament and just stuff wrapped all over them. They just break it. Yep. The, the monofilament just doesn't work very well with snagging. Uh, so if you can, if you're going to do this, do your best to try to at least get a 50 pound braid on your pole. If you're going to troll, I'd recommend 80 or above. Uh, I know a lot of guys will, uh, throw off the bank and stuff like that. You could probably get away with like 50 with that, but, and there, and there's a lot of different ways to do it too, guys. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a boat to do this. If you can find, yeah, they do it off the dam up here. Yeah. If you can find somewhere. Like up 
the Osage River up around Warsaw. I know a lot of guys will go down below the bridge. You got to be, is that seven? 65. 65 bridge. Below that, you can stand. There's places down there. I know the Ore House. I think they let people go down there. They got a dock. Off the dock. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, Bagnell Dam, if you go below 54 bridge, you can snag the river down there off the bank. So it's not, there's a lot of opportunities to do it. Uh, and there's a, a ton of guides now that are doing it. So, you know, there's opportunities out there to try it if you got, if anybody ever wants to try it. And I'd highly recommend it. I mean, it's something, it's something neat for the state of Missouri. We, we've got a really good, a neat state here. We got a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, we, on this podcast, we've got to talk to a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. We've had people that's killed the first archery elk in Missouri. We've had a guy that hunted in the first black bear season here in Missouri and killed a bear. Uh, we've had people that's caught a 140-pound spoonbill on here, obviously, now. Right. Still you know, at all. It, it, there, this state has a lot to offer for people. We've had a guy that shot a 13-point doe, something like that. It was a antler doe. This thing was crazy. I mean, it's just Missouri just keeps putting it out there, just crazy stuff going on here. So, you know, you never know. Yeah. The snagging thing. I watch your show. Oh, yeah. I watch your show on the archery program for the kids too. Yep, yep. That's uh, there's a lot of neat stuff going on. Yep. Well, we uh, anytime there's something that helps the outdoors or something, we usually try to jump in on it as much as we can, and we we just about do everything we can. And now, I mean, we we're gonna go from snagging to turkey hunting to crappie fishing to whatever we end up doing this summer bullfrogs well and then straight into bow this season. is off the, this is off the subject but landowners can start trapping as of august 1st now yeah really. yep they uh, yep. the missouri trapping they changed the huh. law because the with the fur bears which that's right. something right uh justin do you know anything i know it's kind of off the topic here but being as you brought it up a bit more about that like how that thing's gonna like the, the actual I, I, rules and stuff i read on it I read on it. I think it's just for landowners only starting August 1st, but we can get more in depth that later on. Yeah. We may have to look into that. Cause I think that's a great thing for, yeah. for the Turkey population and the, the predator control is be a great thing. Now, Jim, are you, are you from Illinois or was it Iowa, Illinois, wasn't it? Illinois. I live, uh, uh near Pittsfield, Illinois, Pike County. Oh, so you're up there with them little bitty yeah, dudes. So, up there with the big bucks. So you got any ground we can come hunt, buddy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, everything's locked up in contracts up here. Yeah. That's, that's, unless, you, unless you know somebody. Man. We do. Yeah. Jim, our buddy yeah, Jim Dane right. said we could hunt here. Jim Dane. I just got yeah. his name right here. No, it's uh, that neck. That up there is it's a premium Prime. whitetail area. I mean, it, and it always but, has hey. been. Actually, Brown County is is a little better. Is well, it? I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, uh, I got a friend that he had his, his buddy's son out there. Got a seventeen pointer a little while ago, and uh, yeah, they just Brown County's doing real good things too. Yeah, you get up there in that neck of the woods, and one hundred fifty bu- one hundred fifty inch buck is just kind of a normal. How big is your paddlefish in Illinois? You know, I, I I haven't even looked at it, but it's got to be the only paddlefish we've got are going to be in the Mississippi River, and the, and you know they're they're a lot. Uh, yeah, and they they're, probably snag all them off the Missouri side, don't they? they <laughs> all the big do, ones. They do. Yeah, and uh, well, or actually, uh, uh, Kilcuck, Iowa, they got a dam up there. Yeah, uh, and so, but that's you know that's kind of where all the three three corners of the state come together, and. Uh, yeah, they just, they snag them there. Clarksville Dam is where they, they go near where I am. The, 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 and the paddlefish are, they'll run for a ways too. I mean, that like you said, the Mississippi, the Missouri all has them. Uh, the Oklahoma, I know Grand Lake has a lot of paddlefish. Uh, Rusty Pritchard, anybody that's done anything with paddlefish has heard about him. He's caught multiple hundred plus pound paddlefish out of that lake down there uh they're just i'm gonna tell you though anybody that googles paddlefish like state record yeah man this guy's all over it oh yeah 
Jim's face has been plastered all over all the paddlefish pages. I mean, all, all the all the news you stations. Are, you are famous. He's paddlefish famous. <laughs> He's paddlefish famous. That's it's a new thing. Yeah, you know, funny thing about that is, uh, Corporal Brown, when we went to uh, do all that, he said, uh, he said, "Are you ready to be famous?" Before we did the paperwork, and I'm like, uh, you know. I'm thinking, I, I don't know that I want to be famous, right? And I don't really think I am. I'm paddlefish famous, right? Right. <laughs> but, uh, right. but, uh, but I was, I, I, back, you know, kind of getting back to that, that time of kind of reflection. I just thinking, you know, God, if you can use this for your glory anyhow, you know, go ahead and do that. And I'll, I'll just get out of the way and, and, uh, let you do it. So maybe something good will come out of it other than, you know, all the good stuff that already has. Well, you know what? Maybe it gets a kid that, you know, sitting on the couch playing video games and nothing to do in their life. Maybe it gets them up off the couch and want to go try to catch one or somebody that's exactly. been wanting to do something with their dad and they haven't done it. Maybe they get up and try to go do something. You know, you don't think about stuff like that having an yep, impact like exactly that, but it yeah. really does. You don't never know. It might just be just a little kick in the butt. Somebody needs to get them out and doing something. Yeah. You know, yeah. somebody that maybe hasn't never fished a day in their life sees this fish and they're like, man, I would really like to catch one of those. You know, that's a cool looking fish. Like I've been preaching on here today. There's a hundred ways of doing it. A hundred different people of doing it. Get a hold of somebody. You know, if you, if you was to message me and Matt and say, look, I, I, me and my dad have been thinking about doing this and we've never had a chance. We live here close. I almost bet you we'd take you fishing. Yeah. Pretty good chance of it. See if we're bluffing. Hey, Jim. Yeah. How many people have contacted you about, about your story? Oh, uh, so as far as like news outlets and stuff? Yeah, just uh, people in general that, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, tons every day. I'd say there's a lot of people asking yeah. where you caught it. That's got to be like the biggest question is where you. And they I, you are. Know what yeah, I they're asking where. I'd say right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just go on. Well, right there behind yeah. the, right there behind the gill plate. That's right. what he said. Yep. That's where right, he caught it. Right there behind the gill plate. Well, here's the and deal. I, and I was using and I was using minnows. Anybody yeah. that knows a fisherman <laughs> knows if, if if you ask him where he caught it and he tells you, it was probably the exact opposite end of the lake from where he caught that thing at. <laughs> Especially a state yeah, record, it. you know. But uh, fishing. Hey, a fishing a man's fishing spot is a guy's got to have a secret. You know, he's just can't. It's like your morel mushroom hole. You don't even tell your grandma where you found them at, because because it's over on the neighbors, anyways. Right. You just keep <laughs> that a secret, and you just there's some things you just don't tell. Leave it to leave it like like Jim. He did it right. He's like, you know, I was up around Camden and Lori. Figure it out from there, guys. Go fishing. Right. And that's great. I love it. I love it. We ha me and Matt get asked daily. You know, what, what mile what marker? Mile that marker. is the new question. And all right, right I'm going to just let everybody on a little secret. I always say the 35. Right. Every day. Yeah. And everybody's the, like, the 35 of what? Well, that's for you to figure out, you know. There you go. And I don't think we fished at the 35 mile marker at all this year. I don't, even know. I, I don't even know where it is, but. Right. But, you know, <laughs> it's just, hey, if you want to catch one, get a hold of me and we'll take you. But don't try to figure out where I'm at. You know. They will blindfold you in the boat. Yes, we had to Bradshaw yep. Justin when we took him out there. Hey, at least we didn't make him ride in a live well. Oh, man. <laughs> you, don't, the live well, we're, how deep are we in the snagging season now? I don't know, three weeks? Three weeks, and I promise you Matt's boat is getting ripe. It's got an odor to it in the shop. It's, you know, we've boated over probably 70 fish on it, and... It's starting to smell pretty rough, you know. We've only caught about forty something keepers, but we've we've caught a lot of now, Jim, did you guys catch any short fish? That's something else I wanna We did, yeah. 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 That's kind of been going around this year. So a I, lot of the I would say probably you know, T J and I usually we catch a couple hundred fish every year. Uh probably two years ago we caught three short fish. The entire year. And this year I think I don't know how many. I believe opening day we boated 15 fish yeah. and had six keepers. Yeah. To kind of put those numbers into perspective for people. Right. Which is, uh, it's not a bad thing. It's really not because those are younger fish and, you know, 80% of them will probably live. 
you know, some of them are so small that, you know, when you hook them like that, guys, it's just, what do you do? I mean, you do your right. best to try to keep them alive, but we try to get them back in the water as quick as we can, but some of them don't make it. Right. I mean, that's going to happen, but seeing the younger fish is a good thing, obviously, but it's almost yeah. making me wonder too, like, have we caught the larger fish? Have we caught too many of them? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. And, and maybe the fish just aren't running yet this year because me and Matt actually took some people out last night and the water was still in the 40 degree range. And yeah, that was up around the 35, pretty, I believe. That's pretty cold. Right. And yeah. And usually it's 50 plus by now, you know, yeah. we're starting to get into the mid 50 range. Cause usually the crappie, you know, first part of April, mid April, our crappie are thinking about spawning here. And this year, I mean, unless it's supposed to spit snow tomorrow. So unless something happens around here, and it starts warming up pretty quick. I think everything's kind of going to be behind a little bit. Now, word on the street is the turkeys are gobbling. I heard I've got sources. I got eyes and ears all over Camden County. Yeah. Multiple. Sources. Where are they gobbling at? Because I ain't heard one. In the tree, I guess. I don't know. 35 mile <laughs> marker, Hampton. Yeah. 35 <laughs> mile. Is that what it is? Yeah. But uh, they said that they've been hearing turkeys gobble. So that's next, boys. That's next. So, Jim, do you do any other thing? Do you do any hunting at all, or are you just a fisherman? Or no, I, I do some hunting and uh, some, uh, you know, doves and and deer. I don't get to do it as often as I like to. I, I actually had a little. I used to be a propane delivery guy too, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, propane and deer season just don't really no. Co- you know, they, right, they're, right. They're, they're the same, and yeah. so you don't get to do it as often as you'd like to, but. Uh, but yeah, I got uh, I got a few deer stories. Yeah, well, we may have to. They're probably like they're probably like everybody else's though. <laughs> yeah, pretty breezy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of these stories. You got to wear your hat, like pull her down tight, because it can get pretty breezy in here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what, Jim, enjoy the 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 fame and glory of the new Missouri state record paddlefish. You definitely got me and Matt Miller peanut butter and jealous. So. Uh, soak yeah, it up, soak it up, man, it. and hopefully, like you said, hopefully something something really good comes out of it. Uh, yeah, I hope some kid or, or or even a guy who's just not doing anything wants to go out and do it. You'd be, su- I just, you'd I, be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just glad Bob. You know, it helps to have somebody who's done it a lot more, and that Bob Moore, he sure he sure helped us too. So yeah, well, and that's the thing, guys. Like I said, if you've never done it find somebody that has or talk to somebody that has and they can point you to the right direction just go from there don't be scared of trying something new because you may you may accidentally mess up and like it that's right but <laughs> that's right all right Jim. Yeah, it's easy. Well, we'll uh we'll let you go but uh thanks for coming on with us tonight i really enjoyed hearing your story and getting to talk about that big old fish yeah, i appreciate it thank you yep Well, it was a big one. Pretty big. The biggest, they say. The biggest in the state of Missouri. 143. That's what we're going with officially I see here it. at OTTV. Because I'm going to say like this, Chris's scale wasn't lying. Couldn't have. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Somebody needs to have a chat with the old Tom Slaughterhouse and see what's going on out there. Because if she'd have been 143, boys, that would have been one that probably wouldn't get beat. Just saying. Ah, there's 200 hey, but pounder. you know what I learned? There's a 200 pounder lurking out there somewhere. You know what I learned on that deal? If you think you catch a big and keep her wet. Yeah. Fill the live wheel up with water. We're taking her all the way to the scales with the water. That's right. Just like the crappie masters, boys. When they jerk them out of that bucket, them things are slimy and Dripping wet. Dripping wet. Fast as you can get them weighed. All right. Well, Justin, you got anything you want to add? No, uh, we got a special guest next week, but we are not going to announce it yet. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. The suspense. He don't, is, no, don't say it. Oh, he or she. We don't know. It's He's, a he. It's no. I'll, I'll give oh, you man. this. It's a he. I will, I will give you this. Me and Matt Smith are the only people that know about it. Okay. I bet I know. So I'm giving you. I don't know. Yeah, you probably do. If yeah. you've seen the text. 
Maybe. <laughs> we are all in the same group text, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, I should have just guessed it. He'd be like, man, he's a genius. Yeah, he forgot about that, didn't he? Uh, well, guys, be watching uh, here soon. We're going to have the uh, the first part. Uh, let us know what you guys think about the web series, too. We're, uh, we're not putting – we're just breaking the videos down in short videos, so you're not sitting there for an hour trying to watch this stuff. But uh, we're going to break it up. We got the, the – Matt, we got a little taste of it tonight. Got to watch a little preview of the paddlefish thing. I think you guys will really like it. If you watch close on one of the episodes, you might see Justin almost fall out of the boat. Is it on there? I don't know. It might be. You just have to watch and see. It's a surprise, Hampton. (laughs) Just like as surprised as you were, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we caught some fish. Uh, We're going to have all kinds of cool stuff on there, guys. So let us know what you guys think about the the web series. I mean, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's pretty neat. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's something. It's something quick. You can watch it on your lunch break or whatever. Right, and that's the and that's the point behind what we're trying to do there. You know, obviously, if well, we I, wanted to, we could make it a, a half hour long video. But I'll be honest with you, it, it. It's going good because I've got calls on it from people that past guests that's watched it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so much better because they can watch it on their lunch break or." Yeah. I think you know, so too. Whatever. Well, Matt's, Matt's video really already it. had almost seventy views on it, and it hadn't been out there very long. So yeah. Well, but, I got a call on it before it even. As soon as it hit, somebody called me and wanted to know the story. I was like, "You're just gonna have to watch it because I don't know." Uh huh. And that's another angle we got. Matt Smith likes to leave you a little cliffhanger where you got to tune in next. Yeah, you better watch part two. All right, my father-in-law even. He he's like, I watched your first video, and he said, "Man, he's like." It was the hens come up there, and it was real cool. He said, I thought you guys was going to get... And then it just quit. I said, well, you got to be watching for that next one. And he watched the next one. He's like, oh, he's like, that. you know, that's pretty neat, you know, because I was kind of looking forward to wanting to... I said, huh, it's weird how that works. So yeah. Keep you coming back for more. That's right. We just give you a little taste at a time. A little... But anyways, all right, guys. Well, we're going to wrap her up. Once again, Jim, thanks for coming on here with us. Uh the now paddlefish famous Jim Dane. He's got the new Missouri state record, guys. Let's see if we can all get out there. We'll have him it. on again next year when he beats his record. Yeah. Or when we beat the record. I'm still calling him back. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep trying. I can promise you that. I mean, me and Matt's trying to catch every spoonbill in this lake. All of them. They say, how many you want to catch? We just say all of them. So, uh, I don't know. All right, guys. Well, once again, thanks for listening and uh, be watching out and tuning for us and tune in next week. The Ozark Traditions TV podcast crew would appreciate it if you leave a five star rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps so you don't miss an episode. And also, be sure to check out our hunting episodes on our YouTube channel and don't forget to subscribe while you're on the web. Head on over to our Facebook page and click on the follow and like button to see what the Ozark Traditions TV crew is up to. Ozark Traditions TV would like to thank you for joining in to this week's podcast. Be sure to tune in on our next weekly podcast as we bring the outdoors inside. From all of us at Ozark Traditions TV, we thank you for listening. And remember, if you see us out in God's country, stop us. We'd like to meet you.